Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What is going on, folks? Mike Singer and Mike Goolsby with this week's Mike Goolsby Show, talking all things Notre Dame football and recruiting. We are live on a Monday night, it's December 12th. Um, you know, off season means we're not streaming every single week like we would on Sundays, but hey, we're going to come at you with some hard hitting Notre Dame content. Mr. Goolsby, how are you doing today, man? I'm good, buddy. I'm coming to you from my new podcast studio, dude. So, uh, I got- yeah, looks great. Yeah, so we're we're moving up. Um, no, but this is just just a spare bedroom. But I, I was tired of the tiny house comments and things. Uh, <laughs> my parents gifted me this uh, Notre Dame panoramic stadium shoot a couple years ago, so finally put that to use. So uh, it it's a new era for in the in the uh, the Mike Goolsby show. Yeah, it's a a big budget show. You know, ESPN was calling about how they can uh, get like us on on this. So, um, yeah, um, Jay Carr already said bigger room for for Mike. Would love to see it. Um, yeah, folks, please do um, <laughs> thumbs up on this video. Of course, subscribe to our channel for for all the Notre Dame football content um, that you want. We're always churning out really good stuff on on Notre Dame football and recruiting. Um, just getting to the bowl game, Mike. Um, Notre Dame, South Carolina, you know, Irish are about a field goal favorite right now. What, what, do, what do you think about this matchup, Mike? How significant is this game for you? God's honest truth, brother, couldn't care less. You know, Why? it's like, well, to me, as I was thinking about this, if we win, we go nine and four. It looks good on, it looks better on paper than being eight and five to wrap the season up. I think it'd be nice to get Coach Freeman a win, but me personally, in my heart of hearts, I do not care. What I'm looking forward to, please, is let's. I'd rather lose a game and uh, see what we have in terms of young players potentially lose a game. But let's let's see what we've got um, in terms of the youth in the building versus winning a game and it's just kind of a ho hum performance, and then we have to wait the entire off season to see what you have uh, kind of in, in the cupboards and in, in the way of like young talent. So to me, I'm, I'm not that I'm praying, but close to is I, I just really want to see young players rolled out at a number of different positions. Uh, to me, this game is all about Tyler Buckner, you know, yeah. Um, his return. Um hopefully with the you know with a run game this time around with some interior pass protection this time around and we and the kid really gets a fair shake and the coaching staff and the fan base gets a fair uh, you know decent opportunity to make a fair assessment of them yeah and underscore vr says don't you think this game's important for evaluating tyler buckner i, I mean i absolutely agree you know it's uh i don't know if, like uh, 
a showcase or tryout. You know, it's, those aren't the right terms, but it it is a good opportunity for the staff to see him because, you know, as as you and so many have said, Mike, the the offensive line was not at a point the first two games of the season that it's at now, and it seems like everyone on that starting five is going to play, so it's going to be the offensive line that Pine has had since he's Great. been starting. So yeah, I think it's a great little little opportunity for for Pine to, or excuse me for Buckner to uh, show his stuff and yeah um, yeah you mentioned you mentioned Pine right uh, just a little slip up there but it's like I think once your starting quarterback kind of left he's in the transfer portal to me everything's somewhat up for grabs and yes it's an opportunity to evaluate Tyler uh, give it a whole season being up in the press box with his coaches and again he's got a secure line and we've got a running game to boot. Um, and it's just been fascinating, Mike, on the message boards to observe the back and forth. Uh, you know, you've got pro Buckner people, you've got anti Buckner people, you've got some people who are somewhat in the middle. It's a lot like politics, if I'm honest with you. And uh, it seems like people come up with almost anything to overly critique Tyler. It's like, well, if the offensive line was super leaky interior wise and it was super porous. You know, why wasn't he checking out of the protection and all this stuff? And it's just like, oh, my God, you know. So I'm just really hoping that Tyler comes out and shines, gets a chance for redemption. I've heard reports where Angeli's going to get a, a little bit of run as well. Um, so that'll be fun to watch. But, yeah, I'm going into this bowl game. I don't really care what the outcome is um, as long as we get to see some young talent get on the field. That's just – that's what I'm most excited about, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned politics. So let's dive into politics. I'm kidding. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know what I, what I said that was slip up earlier, but I, I always slip up. So that's, uh, that's, that's just normal for, uh, for y'all's boy singer. Um, yeah, you mentioned the, uh, you know, this, the, the whole Pine versus Buckner thing is, is, is like politics and says the guy who's very much on the Buckner side of things. So, you know. Yeah, I can't. I can't help it. I can't help it. I can't help it. I can't help it. I am 100% biased towards Tyler. And I think that any counterpoint that anybody's going to present, oh, he's not accurate. That's like, okay, well, you know, the the game and a half, we got a chance to see him play. There's people sitting in his lap. He's getting hit in the hit in the chin. Half the time he steps back to throw and then in addition to, you know, we're kind of asking him to be our lead back as far as the running game in both yeah. of those games. So, like, the kid's trying to get air. Um, you know, it's just they put a lot on that kid. And as I've said over and over and again throughout the course of the season, I felt like they kind of did him dirty um, in terms of trying to break him in yeah. as your new starter. So, really excited for Tyler. I've heard his confidence is up um, in terms of, like, taking ownership of the position. So, that is um, the number one thing that I'm looking forward to most. And then again, is yeah, interior line. Can we roll a couple new faces through there? Is Notre Dame fan? I'm going to get a chance to see you know, Rocco Spindler. Um, you know, we're going to see a little bit different rotation at the linebacker spots. You know, a little preview of who's our Viper next year. These are all things that uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to. And again, if we lose yeah. the game, but we, 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 but we play a lot of young kids, so be it. That's where I'm at. Yeah. Mike, I, I appreciate you just saying, look, I'm, I'm a Buckner guy, a Buckner bias. Like I, I really don't like when, when media folks and 
and uh, talking heads just uh, aren't honest about their bias, you know? Like I'm honest about my bias. I'm very honest, and and I'll pat my back, you know, when I'm when I'm very right, <clears throat> Joel. You know, like that. That's I. I no, you nailed that. that one. You nailed that one. I just. But then there's been many I've been wrong about. Uh, many. Jaden Bellamy, I was very wrong about. Uh, I thought. And I was right there. Day. And I was right there. I was right there about Jaden Bellamy. You were right. You were right. So uh, yeah, I just again I haven't wavered on Tyler. I think that there is validity to the. You know, the injury concerns and the dur- durability, no doubt. I will absolutely grant you that. But as I've said, the workaround there is stop with the quarterback runs. I mean, throughout Brian Kelly's tenure, we've seen quarterbacks getting nicked up, you know, carrying the ball like a running back. And as I've said on this show, guys that look like me are hitting quarterbacks in the run game. They're fitting on them as if they were an Audric estimated 235-pound back. So throw that out, sprinkle in more um, – spontaneity in terms of Tyler one, two, pull it down and run. And then your protection's better. So all of those things combined, I think the injury concerns uh, should be substantially less. Yeah. Yeah. We had a comment, uh, somebody asking if we're going to be at the bowl game. Uh, Oh yeah. I will be in Florida, but um, I will be at the Under Armour All America practice that day so i don't even know where i'm gonna be at for the game i don't even know if i'll get to watch it i i, I have no idea so do you want to go do you want to go uh to the gator bowl uh maybe yeah 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 i probably would have gone but i, I can't go but you're not, yeah so so if, if you if you had the occasion to go the opportunity to go you're kind of like yeah that's how yeah, yeah that's kind of what we're saying and overall about the game yeah like, yeah, yeah. I mean, being based in Atlanta, Jacksonville's, you know, it's like a three, four hour drive or something. So it's, but yeah, I'm, I'm busy, but uh, I won't be going to the game. I think I'm going to try and finagle away to get over to Ireland to, for the, the week one game. But um, no, I have bad memories of the Gator Bowl. We played um, 2002, we played Phillip Rivers and NC State and your boy broke his collarbone in that game. Um, so I don't think I'll be going. I don't want to stir up any bad memories. Screw the Gator Bowl. Same. Joey, Joey says, Mike, with Tyler being in the press box while being injured, how much do you think his football IQ has improved? Do you think that oh, matters? It's, it's, yeah, substantially. That's a great question. It's obviously, it should be a great perspective and a unique opportunity in terms of like his development that most quarterbacks don't get to a chance to enjoy. I think getting in to kind of coach Reese's mindset and understand the a, a holistic approach to a, to an offensive game plan. My biggest um, concern about Tyler, and you could see it, especially that Ohio state game with that environment is everything was like hurried. He was rushed. You could tell he was like anxious. Um, in terms of like his play speed, and I always call it play anxiety. So I, I, yeah, I think getting a chance to kind of look over Coach Reese's shoulder throughout the course of the season and really understand the the why of a game plan should absolutely um, be a big, big part of his development. Um, and maybe just glean some of that confidence. I think you know, Coach Reese carries him. He's got a he carries himself. He's a confident dude, a confident young coach, and I just hope that t- some of that kind of rubbed off on Tyler for sure. Sure, sure. 
Um, yeah. I, you know, Susan just says, oh, wow, everyone is eh, on the game. I'm living the upside down. I, I, I think it's, it's, it's Notre Dame football. We're going to watch and be interested in it, but it's, it's just, yeah. No. What is it? What is it? What is it, Mike? Is it Staples, the you know the office supply company? They have the easy button. Is that right? Is that Staples? Correct. It's sometimes in life, and this is one of those scenarios. You wish you just had a fast forward button. Like, can we just fast forward to get to next season? That's how I feel. Can we yeah. get through signing day? Let's hold our breath. Let's get through signing day. Um, that's kind of like my approach. Not necessarily an easy button, but a fast forward button. Like nobody really cares about it, the game. Let's see some young players. Let's see what we have waiting in the wings. But uh, yeah, I mean, if we go out, if we go into that game and we roll out the, with the exception of the quarterback, if, if there's no real changes, I'll be disappointed. Truly, and I, like I said, I mean, Maris Leofile, I'm on record. I'd be shocked, jaw on the floor, if he starts. Um, I'm kind of excited to see a glimpse into the future. We're at that Viper position. Who's slotted in there? Who rotates in there? Jordan Batello is a type of kid that I think if he if he is the guy and he knows he's not going to get yanked or rotated out and you just kind of give him a few series in a row, I think Jordan Batello is the type of guy that can uh, surprise some people. So I'm rooting for him. Um, but there's no obvious storylines here, Mike. You know, yeah. I mean, it's I guess we're playing the SEC. That's kind of a thing. But it's just kind of yeah. It's just they have Notre Dame guys. You don't have Pine and Mayer, right? You're 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 two like kind of mainstays on offense. They're they're out. South Carolina has a bunch of players out. It's just it's just different. It's these are like different teams almost. So it's it's just a it's a glorified exhibition. I mean, and if I'm you're glad you brought that up. You're you're more power to you. I wish I was like you, but it's it's just yeah. Yeah, I think Mike, we're probably a little bit jaded, right? I mean, sitting yeah. on this side of the sitting on this side of the camera, we're probably a little bit jaded. But you, know, you mentioned it's an exhibition game, and you mentioned obviously Michael Mayer sitting out and deservedly so. Um, that's an element. That's you know to see what does that offense look like next year without <laughs> in the passing game. I mean, statistically, what was he the account for like sixty percent of our passing success? So. How does Tyler manage that? I mean, that was obviously Drew's, um, you know, kind of binky throughout the course of the season. So that's something interesting to see is how does that develop? I mean, I was, well, it's Mitch Evans going to step up. I don't think Mitch Evans is going to step up. I think we're going to find weapons outside of the tight end position. Truly. I don't think that Mitch Evans was slotted to be the guy in the way that I think Eli Raritan was supposed to be the next Michael Mayer, you know? Yeah. yeah. I think we'll see a lot of holding stays um, for sure. Maybe a little Kane Barong. I don't know. We'll see. Um, probably but, uh, not. What's that? Probably not a lot of Kane Barong, but yeah, we're, I'm with you. I, I, I can just already see it now. If if Tyler does struggle, oh, well, he didn't have Mayor. And that will be true. That will I don't think true. I'll go there. I don't think I'll – gosh, I hope I'm not that pathetic. I don't think I'll go there. We'll see. Um, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But, the, you know, the critiques of Tyler are accuracy. Yes, Mike, I mean – that's the biggest one is his lack of accuracy. And then the injury bug, best I can tell. So, um, yeah, I'd love to see it. Just, gosh, just imagine this bowl week practice, you know, these extra three weeks, he and Tobias starting yeah. to 
sync some things up, you know, so maybe we're going deep to Tobias over the top versus Lindsay, which is what he had to throw to early in the season. So yeah, there is some, there is some things I, I'm excited just to see the gameplay and, and the, the personnel, but the game itself, I'm part of me is rooting for Spencer Rattler. Part of me is, um, I'd like to see him have a nice game. Um, but yeah, I just, I really want to see some young kids play. I do. I get a few uh, super chats and comments. Wanted to get to on the first one from Hank. What are the appreciate the one ninety nine says? What are the chances Desan McCullough from IU comes to Notre Dame? I know Desan and his younger brother Dave McCullough uh, visited Oklahoma this past weekend. It's it's been a very strange thing because ever since Dylan McCullough came to Notre Dame as running backs coach, and was that January February, just seemed like he's got three sons that, you know, he's like one of these guys are going to end up at Notre Dame and there's no buzz of any of that. Now I know his oldest, I think is out of college football. Now I think this was his last season. He's at Cincinnati. I want to say, or Indiana, the just had a fantastic freshman season as a defensive end for the Hoosiers. And then uh, Dave McCullough was a Cincy commit for a while. D commits and was, yeah, again, just was at Oklahoma this past weekend, but, no offer out. I I don't know what that situation is like. Um, but uh, yeah, I, it made a lot of sense for Notre Dame to go get him. It's like he's just coming off of his freshman year, Mike. So you don't see too many undergrads like that coming to Notre Dame. But you would think with his dad being on the staff, there would be some you know leeway there. But I don't know. Not not really hearing much buzz there. Any thoughts? Yeah, on that, you Mike? would think. Yeah, I, I think. What do you have? Four and a half sacks as a true freshman playing like in the that, Big yeah. Ten. Um, he's got that Viper type body, that kind of long fluidity. Obviously, the genetics are there. But you know what the frustrating part about the 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 transfer portal, yada yada yada, is um, there's so much gray to it, Mike. So it's like we understand that academics is important, but like, what are the metrics? Yeah, everything is a case by case scenario, and I know that about like for Notre Dame in the portal. Correct. Yeah. So it's like, well, we can only go after grad transfers. Okay. I, I get that. But then everything is just done on such like a case by case basis. And it's like, you know, like my recruitment out of high school, I graduated 147 out of 164 kids. You know, I got a, I graduated with like a 2.7 GPA because once football got started, like I kind of stopped taking school seriously. Right. But then Notre Dame was like, you need to get X score on your ACT. And I did so. Uh, but on paper, I shouldn't have been a, you know, a qualifier or a kid that Notre Dame would go after. But I went to like a college prep high school, right? A private school. So they, they weighted my course. You know, so much of this is smoke and mirrors and whatever. And that's a frustrating part is like a Notre Dame alum, football alum, Notre Dame fan is like, what are the metrics for like, we like this on McCullough as a player, I would assume the hiccup or the holdup is going to be the academic. So what is the criteria? And I don't think anybody's ever been able to like present um, an answer. You yeah. know, everything's so it's, it's so case by case. Yeah. It's, it's, it's frustrating. Did you hear Marcus Freeman say that exact thing Saturday? No, like exact I, thing. He was asked about, Hey, are you going to be more aggressive with underclassmen or I'm sorry, not underclass, but just, you know, undergrads. And he said, it's yeah. case by case. like word, word for word. That's what he said. So, 
Um, but I what, is, what, what is that? What is that turnaround time then? So like, so we'll use Desan McCullough as an example. So we're interested. We take his trans, trans, transcripts to the to the Golden Dome, and then we just wait. You know, how long do until we get our answer back? Right. I mean, you you know, what I'm saying. And meanwhile, this kid's visiting OU and all these other programs. So that's annoying. Yeah, I think this we was need a to good do better. From Andrew said, maybe Desan's not com- not coming as a design dealing could be moving. He has high aspirations, potentially NFL. Now I don't know like that specifically that like dealing is moving like right now, but I think it's it, it would be a very wise thing for a dad to say, look, I might I'm if you're gonna come here, Desan, you have four more years or, or three more years of college football to play. I I might not be here for three years. So go where you want to go, and if you don't want to come to Notre Dame because. I interviewed Desan when he was a junior in high school. Notre Dame had offered him, and he didn't really give the Irish that uh, much of a look at that point. So it's like if you like don't come to Notre Dame for me because I might not be here. Like coaches move. Like I don't think dealing. With oh no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. I like Andrew taking a page out of my book with the quasi conspiracy theory here. I dig it. But yeah, to your point, Coach McCullough, he has no idea that whether he's going to be here. Some of that might be under his own volition, and some of that might be out of his his control. I mean, that's the name of the game with coaching. But I think you know uh, the 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 Viper depth chart, and you know, combined with the Notre Dame degree, it's not a big move from IU. I mean, it's it's attractive. Um, you can make it pretty appealing. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely agree. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember talking to a running backs coach before, you know, this was about last year. So I sat down with one of them. I'm not going to say who it was, but like the, there was a feeling as a running backs coach, it's hard to take the jump to offensive coordinator because offensive coordinators are what typically quarterbacks coaches. So if you're a running backs coach and you have the opportunity to make a move up, you, you take it. It doesn't matter what it is. You take it because you know, you could be a running backs coach for a long time until you get an OC job or a head coach job somewhere. So, yeah, or maybe he likes the NFL. I don't know. But, but that's part coach. of it, too. I mean, the running backs coach, it's like a corners coach. It's not that – It's not that. I mean, it's not that difficult. You teach pass pro, and then the rest of it's just kind of natural ability. I, I, in terms of, like, the coaching hierarchy, I, I don't know how much respect running backs coaches get. I just truly – yeah, it's just like well, you can. You can who who gets the most respect? Like I want to, I want to see a tier list here or something. Well, off the top of my head, offensively, who gets the most respect? I think O line coaches get a ton of respect, especially if they're good. Um, yeah, quarterbacks coach, O line coach, I think wide receiver. Yeah, running back would be lowest on that list, just because okay. again, you can plug in a true freshman running back. And they'll take that true freshman off the field on third down because he doesn't understand pass pro. I mean, so much of the running back position is just raw ability, instincts, whatever. It's the same thing as you can play a true freshman at corner. Yeah, It's not that complicated. It's not like a scheme thing. It's just ability takes over, truly. And then what you about know? defense? Well, I would think uh, D-line coaches tend to garner a lot of respect. And, you, I mean, it's like you can just picture a D-line coach in your in your brain. You know, I played for – Greg Madison, just a salty old D line coach, linebackers, safety, and then corners. In terms of, I'd be like D line linebacker, safety, and then corner. Yeah, in terms of uh, who am I paying the most? I'm paying my linebacker coach more than I'm paying my corners coach. Linebackers coaches typically 
defense coordinators as well. But like, then the, you know, we're talking about X's and O's and then the recruiting piece. So like if, if you don't have a lot on your plate as a X's and O's guys as a running backs coach, you better be uh carrying you're carrying a lot of weight as a as a recruiter. Yeah, yeah. Folks, if you're just joining us on YouTube, please hit the thumbs up on this video subscribe to our channel for more content if you have anything you want us to answer uh drop a super chat we'll get to it as soon as possible and if you're listening via podcast appreciate you as well but uh i don't know i I, i've thought about the idea of just putting this on youtube only just to get more people to youtube this is our bread and butter is the youtube channel pod the way of just audio podcast is I'm, it's, it's definitely not dying, but uh, YouTube is, I mean, we just hit 20,000 subscribers. Like YouTube is uh, really taking off. Yeah, us, but... Mike, and real quick, yeah, I said I kind of kidded the last time I saw you on here. All I wanted for Christmas was 20K. And just uh, tip of the hat to you, dude, for taking this uh, thing and really ru- running with it. And I tell you, you, folks, like Mike, Mike, Mike had to drag me through the mud. Remember the first year that we did this? I kind of did this a little bit reluctantly. You know, and then Mike would be like, come on, dude, come on. You know, so you kind of pulled me along um, until I got my, got you know, kind of got my, my footing. So, yeah, yeah, it's pretty been pretty impressive. Yeah. First year was the easiest. Second year was a little better. This year's been a breeze. <laughs> this year's been a breeze. Get you on. I think we did the Sundays last year, though. Um, but, yeah, this was a breeze. And I, I, I've said this before and I'll say it again. I really think that. Like what our YouTube shows look like, like this time next year is gonna be night and day. I don't know exactly what that looks like, but I just think that we're. I mean, look, we hit twenty k. I just think we're gonna get a lot more uh, sponsorships. Sponsorships, or can you can you uh, reach out to Just for Men for me, bro? Give me I a. Had a we have Manscaped. I have a Manscaped box on my bed. The Manscaped was a sponsor for a minute, just didn't Dang. quite work out. But um. Oh, I can hit him back up, Mike. You want, the, you want you want Manscaped back in here? Well, I don't know. They I don't know if they have beard dye. I don't need a trimmer. Oh, I need some. Anyway, but yeah, man, kudos to you. Twenty k. Yeah. I don't know what the what the next what's what's the next big uh, hurdle. Is it fifty k? I don't know. But each time we hit a new thousand, I just update that little graphic. Thank you for twenty k. Thank you for twenty one k. Just keep posting. Nice. It. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> Um, yeah, pr- appreciate everybody for for tuning in and everything. Adam B says Singer is driving the bus, but Dane says Goolsby is the bus. Um, and uh, yeah, I think that's great. Um, no, Singer, yeah, in, in the YouTube world, dude, Singer, you are the truck, uh, for sure, for sure, you are the truck. <laughs> Susan said, "How did Mike you ever get to this show? Great little story here. I'm going to tell it as quickly as possible." Um. When Notre Dame started recruiting um, a young man by the name of Thomas Fedoni, I um, was also – this was would have been spring of 2020. That was also around the time that my boss, Stu Komen, was like, let's let's get this YouTube thing rolling. We had a our Blue and Gold YouTube channel, like two or 3,000 subscribers at the time. But it was dead. Like two or 3,000 subscribers when your channel's dead – is like zero subscribers because if you post a video, no one's going to watch it because of the YouTube algorithm. That's a different story for a different day. So at the time, I'm kind of reaching out to Fedoni's trainer, Mike Gouldby. I'm also trying to figure out who can I get on a YouTube show for post games and stuff. And it was just perfect timing. And then I met Goolsby and 
Um, and then Goolsby was our guy. I asked him, I was like, hey, would you know anyone who would be interested in this? And I was very much hoping he would say me. And um, he said, yeah, me. you called me. Yeah, you called me to interview him about as about him as a recruit podcast. And then actually, you're like, yeah, your tryout. your tryout. I had you on the podcast. Oh, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember that. But yeah, yeah, you were like, yeah, by the way, would you know anybody? I was like, I'll do it. Um, and ironically, Mike, you know, when I went to Notre Dame, um, I graduated from the School of Arts and Letters, and I wanted to get into journalism. But at the time, this is great recruiting by Coach Madison. So they had a school of journalism. And he's like, oh, yeah, you, you know, you just go into the school of journalism. But then after my freshman year GPA, that wasn't going to happen, right? Because you had to, you had to get accepted into the school of journalism. So you know, 20 years later, your boy ends up, you know, doing sports media, which is kind of what I went to school for in the first place. So yeah, it's been uh, a little bit serendipitous, if you will. Spark says, this is the true, the two of you have never met in person. That is true. Almost happened for the spring game, but just couldn't link up. Just time. No, yeah, dude, you were having a freaking slumber party with the Angelis or whatever you were doing. I was like, Mike, I'm at the back or wherever I was. I was like, come have a beer. And you're like, well, you know, yeah, I don't know what you were doing. <laughs> I had to get together at uh, Bar Louie. Bar Louie. I had to get together with um, some uh, specific clientele. Can't confirm or deny. You were on the clock, man. You were on the clock. That was a business trip for sure. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, few, we had a couple more super chats. Um, Dane says, uh, what does Goolsby think about, um, mayor getting snubbed on the Mackey and then, um, our boy, uh, Joey, um, you know, wanted to ask the same thing. So Mike, do you have a, a sound bite here on, on, uh, yeah, of course, of course he got, got like robbed, but with the lucky land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. No question he got he got robbed bit long big picture does it matter no if we were a better football team he would have won that award it's just the way it goes i mean i saw that you know as a player like if notre dame win 10 wins 10 games you'll have six seven eight guys get drafted if notre dame wins eight games you'll have two three four guys get drafted it's just the way it goes um guys on the best teams win the best awards point blank period but um, I don't think Michael Mayer cares. I really don't. Um, yeah, I had a buddy, a couple buddies. We had a FaceTime call last week. He's like, what do you think about these are ex-football buddies in Notre Dame? Like, what do you think about Mayer? And I'm like, it's really going to come down to what he runs. I don't see him being a first-round pick in the draft. Really? Just because – yeah, just because he's not um, – he's not what's in vogue at the position. So Kyle Pitts was your first-round pick last year as a tight end. He was a 6'11 wingspan, ran 4'4 something. You know, Michael Mayer's got a little bit shortish arms, a little bit of a barrel chest. He's just he's he's more of a throwback player. So the um a lot of times first round picks, in my estimation, are based off of like physical potential. And I don't I think that he's kind of maxed out in terms of his physical potential. Now, 
could he be a Hall of Fame NFL tight end? Sure. But I don't think he'll go in the first round. I don't think he's going to run in the four fives. He's going to have short arms. Um, he's just not sexy enough in terms of like the physical potential. So, uh, yeah, he'll probably be a second round pick, something like that. And I think he'll have a, a tremendous NFL career. Uh, so I don't think that Mike cares about the Mackey Award, but it, had we won more games as a team, he probably would have won it. That's what I take. That's what I think. Go, goes down as the best tight end in Notre Dame history? What do you think? Oh, surely. Yeah. Yeah, the guys, I'm telling you, dude, you know, I met Mike over the at the spring game thing, and, like, I got a little bit of a man crush on Michael Mayer, dude. The guy's a stud. He's an absolute stud. I don't have a I don't have a bad thing to say about him. I really don't. Um, but like, so like, if you play this out, Mike, you got Mike Mayer, and then you got like Tyler Eifert. Tyler Eifert was a first round pick. Tyler Eifert was a better, different type of football player receiving threat than Michael Mayer was. So you could see why maybe Tyler Eifert was a first round pick, and maybe Mike will slip outside of the first round. But it doesn't matter long term. He signs a couple, two, three contracts. Guy knows how to get open. Um, he's going to make an NFL team and, and their fan base very proud. Absolutely. Sure, sure. All right, um, some more comments and um, to get to here. Um, Lucas wants to know if uh, any schools are recruiting you, Mike. Um, any uh, Since you've been in the portal here, you did tweet out recently that you were in the transfer portal. Yeah, Working through some details, uh, several schools have told me I got to lose like 20 pounds. <laughs> um, so some of this is on me, but yeah, I'm optimistic, man. I'm optimistic. I got one year of eligibility left. Uh, some schools looking at me as a, as a, as a tight end there, Mike. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, we'll see no, nothing at the, uh, FBS level, obviously, but, uh, there we go. Yeah, I was reading some of the, resp- the responses to this, your your tweet about uh, I'm entering the transfer portal. I thought it was hysterical. You know, people are like, oh, you're going to the athletic. and <laughs> I don't even have a subscription to the athletic. So, I, I, yeah, I, I doubt that's going to be the case. All right. Anyways. Yeah, good fun. All right. Um Andrew says, is, isn't that we're going back to the bowl game discussion, Andrew, sorry, we uh, forgot to get to this a little bit earlier, um, but uh, says, isn't this a good game, a good measuring stick game? Notre Dame was four, no against the ACC uh, four and four against everyone else. I, like it's a good measuring stick for sort of, of this season, sort of because Mayor and Pine are out, but who cares about a measuring stick for now? It doesn't matter. Cause next year's a whole different year. And South Carolina is a different team because, I mean, their running back just hit the portal today. It's just it's so different that to me it's 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 just an exhibition game. I really feel about. I really feel that. I agree. I agree. Um, yeah, that you you have to try to pull together a storyline here. ACC, what have you? I mean, yeah, I get it. I appreciate it, but no, it's an exhibition game. And the question is, it comes down to Mike, as I've been saying, is. What are we going to put on display? What are we actually going to exhibit? Kind of the same ho-hum, eight and four type defense, you know, kind of bend, don't break. Are we going to kind of roll out some of these flashier, younger players that you tend to think have a little bit more upside than what we've seen throughout the course of the season? 
So yeah. fingers crossed. Andrew, definitely appreciate the super chat um, and all the support. No doubt. Um, all right. I do want to uh, get into a little bit of um, – actually, we're going to get back to Craig's super chat here because um, that kind of the, ties into our next conversation. But um, um, Houston Linehan says, when will the NIL and transfer portal get under control? I have no answer to that. I don't know when, but Mike, it, 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 would you say it's out of control at this point? Yes. Yeah. It's uh Mike for a hundred bucks. Do you know who, like who the president of the NCAA is for a hundred bucks? Do you know who he or she is their name? Mark Emmert. Couldn't tell you, <laughs> but yeah, this is, um, it's, 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 it's like, it's lawless. And I'll say I work for a fortune 500 company. And so some of that, like you have to do these like ethics training and like these little, you know, videos so they can check the box that like, I, I watch my sexual harassment video. I watch my ethics training, these little videos. And it's just like so much of what's going on in the transfer portal. It's unethical. You've got tampering. Um, I mean, it is, it is bonkers, dude. And it's just like, whoever's at the helm just completely stepped away. Uh, I've never seen anything like it and how quickly this took hold. It's crazy. Yeah. And then you're like, you want to support the players, Mike for, yeah, I guess just, you know, taking hold of their own situation. And then you, I follow a ton of coaches on Twitter and then you'll have coaches on Twitter that are like anti-transfer portal, but then they're, they're also in the transfer portal. Right. So people are kind of talking out of both sides of their mouth. Um, but then you've got like the number one team in the country, Georgia, like they don't mess with the transfer portal. So that's part of their DNA and part of their culture. So Notre Dame's going to have to like dip their toe into it to, to a certain extent. The portal we're talking. Yeah. But then also probably ethically kind of have a higher standard. That's how I sort of think about it with Notre, with Notre Dame. Um, and then NIL, I just – I really think that that's the bigger problem. Um, like look at DJ Uglyunglie from Clemson, right? So he gets a million dollars, a couple million dollars from Bo Jangles, and he's in the transfer portal. Like, so is that a good investment by Bojangles? Absolutely not. You know, this private donor money, that's 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 a bigger problem. I think endorsement deals are one thing, but this private donor money is so gross, dude. Yeah, that's – it's just what everyone's been doing, and now you sort of are allowed to do it, but not really. But I'll say this. If Notre Dame wins, like if we, if we figure out the portal, we figure out NIL, the portal more specifically, and we start winning, like we'll all be fans of it. Yeah. Like I came on after we lost to SC and I'm like, yeah, SC bought a football team. They got 19 transfers. You read the comments in the YouTube, like screw you. We didn't buy a football team. You guys lost. It's like, no, that's exactly what you did, bro. Like you bought a Heisman trophy winner. You bought a first round draft pick, a wide receiver. Like you bought a football team. Yeah. Now you won. Um, but yeah, it's, it's bad. It's yeah. bad. So it's wild. So as you say this, I'm thinking, you know, I follow, you know, uh, England or English soccer, you know, and European soccer. And I'm a Liverpool fan. We're owned by the Boston Red Sox owners and they're very frugal with their money. This is an investment for them. And it's just like, they won't penny up and, and you know, they won't pony up and just spend 
a lot of money. Meanwhile, Manchester City, who's dominated the Premier League, has these like Saudi owners or something, blood money, and they're just spending all this money. But, and everyone wants to have those owners, but not the you know, the, the uh, morals behind that. So like yeah. Liverpool gets sold and they have super rich, wealthy owners where it's questionable where they get their money. You're, you're still going to be happy about that winning. You're just going to kind of turn a blind eye to it. That's kind of, it's kind of how NIL and the portal is. I just want to throw that out there. Uh, but with the portal, Mike, it's not like the transfer portal. I think 10, 20 years ago, you could transfer, but it's not the big difference is it's just the ease of transferring, right, Mike? There's no conference restrictions. The school can't tell you where you can't go. And I think the bigger thing than the portal has been the one-time transfer rule. Because now you just get a freebie year. And then you get a second freebie year um, that you don't have to sit out if you transfer transfer as a graduate, you know? So yeah, you essentially two free times of transfer. You're not going to hear much about players sitting out a year ever again. Because then you just get some waiver in, in, in the NCAA. It just gives you a waiver to, to not sit out a year. All right, Mike, that was my rant. Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's just, yeah, it's, the whole thing, it's, it's wild. I mean, you've got um, – and I, I was – before we got on here, I was looking up the rules of the transfer portal because everybody kind of talks about it, but nobody yeah. really knows, like, what, some of the specifics. Um, but, yeah, I do think it kind of takes away from – and this is, you know, I had a couple – two cups of coffee in the NFL. And uh, the mindset in the NFL is, like a, is a little bit different in that. That was my experience. It was like guys are trying to stay healthy – and guys are trying to get paid, and it's like if they win, great. But as long as my 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 I, I can cash these checks, that's ultimately what matters. And it seems like that's where college is kind of shifting into that, you know. Um, and then you you just know as like an NFL player, you're like, I'm one bad play, I'm one bad series from getting cut, and it's like that's tending to like it seems like it's kind of bleeding into college. And then I think about like, well, the XFL is coming back, right? Uh, the, was it the USFLs? Like I saw a commercial commercial for on the You're TV. Back. So I'm like, yeah, yeah. So it's like that's gonna be a thing too. Where like you've got all these kids. Where it's like, well, I'm just gonna go. There's just a lot going on, man. I can't kind of wait to see it. This is another one of those instances where you hit the fast forward button. Like, see where we're at with this in five years. But somebody, did we figure out who the president of the NCAA is? Mark Emmert. Yeah, Mark Emmert. Okay, that's right. Well, Mr. Mark needs to like. You know, there, there has to be some sort of uh, boundaries here. Yeah. I mean, there has to, yeah. So, because, yeah, go ahead. In basketball recruiting, Mike, you obviously can pick a school, or you can like go straight to the G League out of high school, or you can go yep. overseas. So you'll overseas. see kids posting top fives Louisville, Duke, Kentucky, G League, or Croatia, or something. What if the USFL was able to do that and take guys out of high school? Like, just- well, I think they did it before. There's absolutely a precedent. Um, and if, if some of these, you could jump, drop the name in the in the comments. But there was that, you know, that thirty for thirty, the best it ever was. It was the very first uh, thirty for thirty that ever came out. Um, there's going to be a thirty for thirty about this, Mike, at some point. But Marcus Dupree, yeah, I mean, he went and played in the USFL, left Oklahoma. Um, and, you know, found his way back to the NFL. But, yeah, there's going to be a lot of that. So, as I've always said, just to kind of try and get my arms around this, like, 
you have conversations with people that uh, people at bars or whatever, and it's just like, well, I'm an Ohio State fan, or I'm a you know Tennessee fan, or whatever. It's like, why wouldn't more people root for Notre Dame? Um, because they tend to do things the right way in terms of we graduate our kids, they actually have to go to class or whatever. Um, and I just feel like that the way the NIL and the transfer portal thing is shaping up, you would hope that like coming out of this, that just more people glom onto Notre Dame because we have some sort of a ethical kind of compass, whereas everything else seems to be just a complete shit show. (laughs) Yeah. Joe, we appreciate the super chat. It says uh, when Tim Brown won the Heisman eighty seventeen, went eight and four in the regular season, lost A and M in the bowl game. Uh, Joe, we appreciate uh, another super chat. So I think Joey's now put three super chats in at about twelve dollars or so. Joey is a member of blueandgold.com, and it's just ten dollars. So if you're dropping super chats, just think that you could just spend ten dollars and you get access to blueandgold.com um, for. Um, until the start of the next football season, end of August, that is when you're accessed. So, I mean, just look today alone. All right. I'm, I'm doing this with you. There's, there's no editing going here. This is the amount of articles we posted today. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Eleven articles. Well, the Goolsby show is one of them. So let's just say ten. Ten articles today. And that's just in one day. Um, and who knows? Maybe we're going to hire more writers to get even more content. So go to blueandgold.com, folks. If you love this banter back and forth, Goolsby's on the message board as well. Oof. Which leads me to talk our about a, Talk about a cesspool. Jesus. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, message I was board. about to say, geez, Mike, you're in there. No, we're talking about the transfer portal, everything. And all. So Dude, kidding. the message board is, it's, you know, it's like that car crash you can't just look away from. You know, and I mean that in a good way. But yeah. you posted on the board recently, Buckner versus, let's say, Hudson Card. Card yeah. Or Buckner versus the quarterbacks out there. You know, you, I think the Coastal Carolina kid who entered the portal today is really good. I mean, he has some incredible stats. Um, you know, Devin Leary. There's some pretty good portal quarterbacks out there. But you're a Buckner guy. You're going the Buckner route. So I want to – Get your thoughts on that as well as kind of tying Craig's super chat here. So if we get a transfer QB and with the other two QBs coming in, um, so what you're talking about mentioning car, do you see Buckner transfer out? So Mike, I'm just gonna give you the floor here. You can kind of go wherever you want. I, I would say I, no, I don't see Buckner going anywhere right now. I don't see Buckner going anywhere, and I don't see uh I I don't think I don't think I think both of those kids with their backgrounds, their upbringings, I think they value education, their families, et cetera. I don't think either one of those kids are going to leave Notre Dame. Um, I like Tyler Buckner. And I'm I, yeah, I'm not going to apologize for it. Like everybody's on this Hudson card from uh, Texas. And, uh, you know, kind of that was the post that I made on the message board was just apples to apples. Watch Card's film and then watch Buckner's film. And, you know, and I did it to kind of troll the message board just to get the feedback. And I can kind of step away. Um, but people have very, very strong feelings about a quarterback that played played at Texas. And it's like, you know, he's the second coming of Christ. It's bizarre, borderline bizarre. And then how 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 strongly people feel uh that 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 tyler isn't the guy based off of a game and a half 
uh, worth of, of film to evaluate. So I, I still think that Tyler's got overall the, the best athlete that we've had at the position in years and years and years. I think he's got a super live arm. You could say what he wants about his accuracy. Um, but I, yeah, I just don't understand where if it's Hudson card, if it's who, you name the transfer quarterback folks have in their mind, they've already anointed him as like the next Joe Montana or whatever. And it's strange to me. It really is. It's strange. Like that Buckner is that bad. Um, but it's the same group of people that were pro pine when like Cohen was your starter. Right. So it's like, there's no, um, what's the word I'm looking for, Mike? Like there's no accountability in terms of people's opinions at the quarterback. They can, they can change with the weather. Whereas at least you're an Angeli guy, I'm a Buckner guy, and I'm willing to die on that hill. I'm an everybody guy. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you're a sweetheart. Uh, you know, eternal optimist. Quote, unquote, Michael's me. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, appreciate the super chats. Uh, Milton fan says, why isn't Mookum's ranking risen thoughts on him mike are you familiar with armel mookum at all so i thought we might get into the 2023 class today and i just kind of quick reviewed it before we jumped on here and no i'm not at all familiar with him i don't remember him committing i forgive me i don't yeah well he had flipped from stanford to notre dame in august without any notice no didn't even post that he had an offer from notre dame so it was what my source is called an insta flip so um yeah just kinda, what is he what position is he and where is he from six three and a half 250 pounds three five technique kind of guy probably you know probably an interior player um from canada now and then moved down to woodbury forest um to play for that high school i believe it's like um you know prep school or not no no not a prep school boarding school something like that um you know i i don't have super strong thoughts about armel mukum like he's just kind of looks like a raw player on tape i don't remember if i've if there is a senior film out there. Well, we will absolutely, Mike, you can hold me to it. We will do probably post bowl game, really do oh, yeah. a deeper, deeper dive into these kids. After um, Sunday. We'll yeah. do a, do a show after Sunday. Let's, let's pop on his tape. Mike, can you, can you zoom in? Oh, Armel Mookum. How about a little, little defensive lineman? We'll watch a couple minutes. So where's he at now? He's from Canada. He's where now? Virginia. No, he's he's twitchy. Yeah. This is great uh, podcast content, but yeah, go to YouTube. Uh, yeah, he, he kind of reminds me of um, number nine, the Adam Yola number nine. Is that Jason or Justin? I can never remember. Yeah. Something like that. Kind of a depth guy. He's a little shifty. I just don't like interior. I don't. I don't like defensive linemen. So if he's listed at six three, is he six two? I mean, the Adamiola has looked to be. He, well, he was pictured next to Freeman and Golden and towered over him today. Um, okay, nice. Yeah, he's got a little bit of burst. Again, I'm watching on an iPhone eight here, folks. Uh, iPhone eight. Yeah, dude, I'm not fancy. <laughs> yeah, he's twitchy. And he, yeah, he kind of takes away his blocking surface. Like he's got a little bit of a. Uh, you know, know how. So yeah, I would say he'd be a rotational guy. I like him. Yeah. But yeah. We'll get out. I, I, I want to leave, leave, leave a little bit of meat on the bone. 
for this, you know, signing day kind of breakdown. Yeah. Certainly will. And I'm working on trying to get a big guest on for our signing day show. I've got, I mean, I'm shooting for the highest. So that's on a Wednesday night. So that's when me and Google. Who's a big guest, Mike? Like a Tom Lemming? Like who's a big guest? Bigger than Tom Lemming. I could get Tom Lemming on our show every day of the week if I wanted to. Oh, dude, big time. Or like who? Who's, who's Who's bigger than Tom Lemming? I can't say because if it's not going to work, I don't want to say. Well, yeah. Well, you just put right, yourself in a pickle. You. Wait, oh, well, you're you're on you're, you're doing this on your phone. I'll text you the name, but you can't say anything. I won't. Well, I won't see it till after the show. Yeah. No, that's All great. Right. Okay. Um, I think we had another super chat uh, as we uh, wrap up soon here. No, we are caught up. Um. A hint? No, there's there's no hints. You just have to see. We'll just have to see. Um, Mike, I think we've covered all of our topics today. Um, so, yeah. folks, have any other super chats? You know, get them in now. But otherwise, um, Goolsby, any uh, any final thoughts? Um, as, as yeah, I probably up? won't see it till after the game. Um, do the post game show. Well, signing day, signing day next okay. Wednesday. So I don't know if you want to do uh, like a. Monday after. We should do a marathon. We, we should do a marathon. Um, signing day marathon episode. But yeah, I'll see you then. We'll brush up on these these commits leading up to that. Um, I just, I don't know, man. This Earlier this afternoon, I was thinking about Notre Dame football, and I was like, I'm optimistic. But, you know, we lose a couple, a couple commits. You know, we don't really know what we have at the quarterback room. We're sort of like praying that we get a, a, a grad transfer, a transfer at the quarterback position, but we don't really know what that's going to look like. It seems like there's a lot of things up in the air, more uncertainty at this point, you know, almost a year to the day of Freeman's tenure. There's more uncertainty a year into this thing than I thought there would be, and I can't quite like quantify that. But I don't feel like great. Maybe I'll feel better after the signing day. I'll feel better after getting a chance to watch the bowl game. But yeah, it just seems like it feels like we're a little bit lagging behind and like the NIL, the transfer portal thing. Like it's I'm a little bit more concerned than I think I thought I would be. I'll put it that way. And I it's sort of a nondescript kind of throwaway comment, but um I, I think if, if if we kept if we come on this bowl game and have strong quarterback play, a lot of that'll put a lot of, I guess, concerns to bed and make me feel a little bit better. But yeah, the, the state of the program it just feels a little. I, I don't know, Mike. Do you, do you, Transition. Kind of, I'm not sure. Just yeah, just it doesn't feel like we're on solid footing. Like lately, I I, I can't. Maybe like Dion took a little bit of Marcus Freeman shine in terms of like the recruiter and the char- the, the charisma. I don't I, I can't quite put my but it's just something that hit me earlier today. I was like, man, I'm a little bit more concerned than I thought I would be a year into this thing. Interesting. All right, we did have a few super chats, um or a couple so we'll, we'll get to these real quick. Um Joey appreciate more of the support says this is just my opinion. Buckner is going to surprise all those haters. We will see some backyard football with him behind center. I hope so. Like that's what you want, not so much design runs. We saw that with Caleb Williams and USC. Amen. Amen. Appreciate it, Joey. 
Milton fan says in transfer portal, one year, no NIL incoming and on incoming school pays scholarship back to leaving school. That'll be a question for Mark Emmert. Uh, I, I don't, I don't know. Any, any thoughts on, on this, Mike? Well, folks, if you're going to drop a super chat, like make it a coherent sentence. For me, I'm not that bright. I think he's saying if in you transfer go to, portal, one year no transfer portal, you yeah. don't get nil money for a year, and the incoming school pays for the scholarship that the old school paid. I guess is the question. I'm not sure. Sorry, Melton fan. Yeah, um, Susan, but appreciate it, Melton fan, and all the support and all of our shows. Uh, coming off for a kind word for Mike Leach, seriously hoping the guy gets better. I, I haven't followed the story too much. Just to, you know, saw the release by uh, by Mississippi State today, and uh, the guy's in critical condition. Just yeah, well, massive things- grabber, yeah, yeah, massive grabber. And none of us are getting younger. I just had a conversation with one of my dear friends about we're both getting older. We're in our forties, kind of taking care of yourselves. That's all. Of, I think that's when you see a guy like Mike Leach have a massive heart attack it's like hey man you kind of going into the new year check in with yourself maybe set some set some goals for your own personal health but yeah. uh yeah hopefully hopefully something like that resonates with all of us yeah yeah definitely appreciate it susan and uh yeah mike leach and our thoughts and prayers here at blue and gold difference between this class and a bk class and then dane said if peyton bowen leaves i mean I think you look at one, the receiver position is just so good. Sure. Notre Dame. But also, Notre Dame had some pretty good receiver classes under Brian Kelly. Um, it, it's just, it's, it's an on paper thing right now. I mean, the receiver class is one of the best, you know, Notre Dame's had. Um, but also, the I want to, that's a great 20. question. That's a great question as opposed to me bullshit my way through it i want to i want to kind of look at that um what's the difference between this class freeman's you know first class all the way through in, in a kelly class i when we do that signing day show i want to touch on that um but yeah i think the receiver group is great i think minchie as a quarterback is something different than i think what what kelly would kind of traditionally go after on paper um, but I don't know. My favorite player in the class, though, dude, I was watching film. Is that Jagasaw, dude? Yeah. That, oh, he is so good. And, and not taking anything away from Peyton Bowen, um, but he's my favorite player in the class. Over Rico Flores, huh? Look at that kid. I'm just telling you, man. He's that's he's, a future first rounder. Like, there's he's the yeah, probably play at guard, move out to tackle at some point. Oh, he's a monster. Play Notre Dame. Born to play at Notre Dame, the sweetest kid, <laughs> the sweetest, nicest young man. One of my favorite recruits I've ever covered. Who might that remind? Who remind you of Quentin Nelson a little bit in terms of the on-field, off-field demeanor? You know, Quentin Nelson's a sweetie pie. Yeah, I didn't cover Big Q, so I don't know, but uh, he's great. He's great. Yeah, so I look forward to getting into that. It's a great super chat. Don't know. Yeah, yet. great question. I, I literally wrote it down. With I, I want to touch on that. A few weeks from now is brian kelly the surprise guest no um we had another super chat from houston but i'm not seeing um okay mike i'll make it easy and this is this is it all right this is our, our last comment so don't drop any more super chats 
we got to get out of here. If you could have anyone on your show, who'd be in your top five? What do you think? Mike? Houston's asking me. I don't know. I, well, it was Mike, so I, I think we can both take it. I mean, rest his soul, Keith Jackson. I think would be would be up there for us. Okay, well, I'll uh, see your Keith Jackson, and I'll, I'll raise you a loose emoji. I was going there next. Um, I would love to have Marcus Freeman. If we could throw Marcus Freeman on here. So he, he'll be three. Keith Jackson, loose emoji, Marcus Freeman. I'd like to put Coach Reese out there. I think Coach Reese would be up there for me. You know, poor beer. Just really kind of get into it, dude. We can make this. We can make all these happen. We'll try. I know a guy or two. Um, same. But yeah, that's four. Uh, I, I, you know, name an ex-teammate of mine. Put it that way. Throw a throw a throw a dart. Name an ex-teammate of mine. Preston Anthony Jackson, Fasano. Derek Curve. Yeah, Fasano, Brady Quinn, Ryan Harris. You know, Justin Tuck. You name it. Um, any of those guys would be a lot of Lou Holtz in the chat. Ashton Pollard in the chat. Bob Davey would be great, dude. I'd get I'd get Greg Greg Madison, the guy that recruited me to Notre Dame. I think if you if you if you brought Greg Madison in retirement on on a show to talk about recruiting, et cetera, breaking on these classes, that'd be epic. Because he is uh, a world class recruiter. Yeah, world what about class. Ty Willingham? Ty's busy playing golf, dude. Can't be bothered. Can't be bothered. What would you say to him if he jumped on our show? I don't really have beef with Tyrone Willingham so much as I do my linebacker coach from back in the day, Bob Simmons. Um, I, I don't have a good thing to say about him. I don't. Well, since you mentioned him, Bob, or Bob Bob's backstage. Bob, can you hear? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what he's up to. I don't. I don't know what he's up to. But yeah, I, I have. Uh, I just have very negative feelings about that man. Yeah, he was never a fan of mine, and I wasn't a fan of his. But he was, uh, yeah, he was part of Willingham staff. So whatever. But yeah, let's get to the signing day show. Let's hold our breath and get to signing day and go from there. All right. Well, uh, folks, definitely appreciate you sticking around to the end of the show. Make sure you drop a thumbs up and uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel if you have not done so. And head over to blueandgold.com for all your coverage of Notre Dame athletics and YouTube, or excuse me, podcast audience. As always, recommend you get you over to our YouTube channel. Check out all of our videos because we do post a lot more on YouTube than we do on our podcast channel. So check it all out. Um, and yeah, folks, appreciate you all. And we'll catch you next time. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.